to the podcast, <laughs> yeah. Hotel Bow Hunters, and here again with El Vandy, the brother. Hello, hello. Uh, Clint's not here for this one. He had some special drug deal happen. Yeah, so. I suppose that never happened. Yeah, we, we're not really sure where. Don't we at all? It's just probably an excuse. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably thinking this Vandy guy's super weird, so I don't know. Not scared that one. So uh, me, Devin, Poland's in here. And uh, Vandy's back. This, this is the third time, right? Third time, yeah. Third time, and first time on the new equipment. I love it. Yeah. Sounds so much nicer and more pure. Good. That's what we're going for. Yeah. And hopefully, now that pure. me and Poland are on the same shift, Purity. we'll get back to the big tent. Yes. And then we can make it even better. So, right. Um, so, I was just about it's to ask you a question. Progress, it is. It is. Um, so, kind of moving forward here. Um, I was just about to ask you a question, but I figured I might as well hit the recorder. Yes. Um, before I asked, <laughs> was not did you? Did you? Uh, yeah, it's not the same topic. We don't need to get into that. No. But uh, yeah. yeah, did you see? I, just, I think I just saw it on Facebook before I went to sleep this morning. Um, the Chicago officer that I think he was twenty-seven year veteran and applied for retirement and it was denied. Um, he had to do like two more years or something. And they found him shot in the locker room, killed himself. So I didn't know if you uh, saw that. No, I, I, okay, no, I did not. Yes. And they, so, so they sent uh, somebody in the department sent a letter to the mayor Lightfoot or whatever the fuck her name is. Yeah, and she ain't gonna care. No, she doesn't. But basically, just kind of calling her out that they've had signs of this stuff and they've talked about it and they've tried to go to the council and the city or whatever, and they just haven't done a fucking thing about it. So. Do we know um, why they denied the? Uh, something about he had to have so many like he needed more like he oh, wasn't okay. eligible or something so just shy of it. i believe so um wasn't so, in new york or somewhere they have so many officers retire that they just put a cap yeah, on their mouth yes, pretty much like, yeah. how can you do that well uh folks are leaving in droves because of uh the politics of the job now you know so we'll do our other stuff later so because this is something that i wanted to talk about and um BJ actually asked as well, and this is right alongside with that. Um, and we don't need to get too political here, but um, the new, the new uh, bill that's been presented yeah. to Illinois and has been passed through. Um, definitely want to get your thoughts on it as somebody who grew up in law enforcement in a completely different era um, of at least how the police were perceived, yeah. and then what, how how a guy like you takes the bill. So. Honestly, I don't even fucking, I just go to work and do my job. I don't pay sure. attention enough to know every exact point of this new law. So if you do, then... I don't either. Okay. I don't either. Um, what are your initial thoughts right now before we go, start going piece by piece on it? I just... Police are handcuffed enough without forcing them to do certain things, which I, you know, I've seen, like I said, I haven't poured, there's 700 pages of it. And I've seen, you know, both sides kind of bicker back and forth about it. Right. And I'm sure the proof in the, is in the pudding, as they so to, you know, so to speak, as they say, but it's probably in the middle. The truth is probably in the middle. Is it going to suck for law enforcement? Of course, because it, it would, why else would they ram it through sure. it late at night and um, and not include those that would oppose it? Sure. You know? So I have seen some people that I truly respect, uh, Sheriff Sims, 
have seen his thoughts on it. Um, obviously, he's against it. I'm not going to speak for him. And, and I don't know what points he's against, but a lot of what I have seen is just handcuffing police further and taking taking away things that we have used in the past to just to get the job done and go home safely at the end of the night. Some people think it's black and white. Yeah. Everything we do. And there's a, there's a, I mean, just a, a just a great example of just what's happened in the last 24 hours uh, that I know of. Um, there was a, an individual here in this town that uh, believed that her house and herself was taken over by demons, okay. and so she decided he she decided to light her mattress on fire with the house full of like I think her child was there, um, and then whenever the popo got there and started like you know the fire department I mean it's fully engulfed mm-hmm. at this point um, asking her her name her name's Jesus Christ and uh, Jesus Christ compels me and there were I was hearing demons in the house and I had to like people don't understand that that's some of the shit that we deal with and that's just within the last 24 hours that is a common that's that's a regular thing that is normal well I don't mean to interrupt you but probably becoming more commonplace even more now than ever I mean do you guys realize it's been almost five years since I put on a gun belt look at how much the job has changed oh yeah in five fucking years I mean Okay, we were always asked to be, you know, um, a confidant, uh, you know, um, a psychiatrist, a doctor, a lawyer. You know, people on the street would come to us with many questions. And, you know, we got to go be a doctor at a scene because somebody stabbed somebody. Or, you know, go be a psychiatrist at a scene because a, a teenager just either isn't taking their meds or just is fed up with life so we got to talk that teenager off the ledge or, you know. and not just one of those people but a uh, the most skilled of those people we have to be the most skilled doctor the most yeah, skilled psychiatrist because it's life and death decisions it's sure. not game like it is on fucking tv right yeah you know? uh, and the people that are like i said don't want to get too political but you kind of have to when you're you're talking about this subject. The people yeah, you, that you can't talk about that get political. I will just say this: the people that sit in their ivory towers in the capitals around the USA and in Washington D.C. have no idea what it's like to sit there and and try to talk to a teenager that wants to take their own life. Sure. Okay. So, and many other examples all three of us could give they have no idea what that feels like what it's like in the moment to do something to make a life and death decision right then right and so they sit there and they make the these bills and ram them through without any support from law enforcement none no input no support and this is what they've come up with and uh, one part that I saw was that you can't forcibly remove someone from another's property uh, if they refuse to leave. Just give them a ticket. And then or they just sit there. <laughs> they just sit there. You can't fix the problem. Like, right. we're, like we're not the victim of that crime. Right. There's a victim out there that needs our yeah. help. Mm-hmm. That is at, that is probably called and is asking for Yeah, because what we ain't driving around town looking for folks sitting on property they ain't supposed to be. Mm-hmm. There's a victim that has called 
well, just you know, right across the street here. Yeah. It's a store calls because somebody, well, just won't leave for whatever reason. Just standing out front or in the store decides just to sit down. I'm going to stay here for the night. Nothing you can do. What do you do? What do you do if somebody wants to pull a fucking pop-up tent and stick it in one of the aisle at Walmart? You know, just hang out. Call your legislator, I guess. <laughs> I don't know what else. It's just, you know, I don't... It's like I'm living in a bizarro world, and, you know, I fell asleep five years ago. Now I've woken up, and I'm like, what happened? And now am I still dreaming? But the, this... It's a, and the thing is, it's not... People around the nation don't understand what has just happened here in Illinois. It's going to spread like a wildfire. It is. Well, if you look like California's got a lot of the similar stuff that we've just got. Yeah. And there's stories out there of one that comes to mind that I've read. One guy got arrested for, I think it was theft. Like the, vehicle the, theft. Vehicle theft. There's, there's like no, no cash bond. Car. No cash right. bond. He gets released, goes back out. What does it again? Two hours later. I mean, and then he gets in a pursuit, and then what do you do if that guy gets right back out and goes and kills somebody? But That's he did. The whole... He they caught him three times in one. Yeah, it was in, three times. It was in twenty four hours. I don't remember all the the crimes, but there was three pretty. He's a very felony. I think we talked about this a uh, different one, but yeah, did very we? just a. It just aggravates. But this no, That's probably why. Great example. He's a terrible criminal, by the way. I'm, yeah, you got caught. A lot times. of people but, that do shit. But let's let's you know, let's do this now. What crimes? Now, say a guy, he goes and he beats up his girlfriend. Now, is this, that's still covered under the Domestic Violence Act where there's 48 hours? I would hope. That, and actually, somebody was asking me this um, last night. Um, oh, it was our new guy. We were kind of talking about it. Got an FNG? Yeah. Um, right. Which I, whatever. Um, really, really good dude. Good. I'm not an FTO, though, so I don't, right. but whatever. Um and it may not even been him. It may have been one of the auxiliary guys that was riding with me. But regardless, it, it came up, and they're like, well, you know, what about, like, forcible felonies? Surely those will have to be still held on bail. And I'm like, I, until we read the legislation, I don't know. There's some that... Honestly, like, you can't just yeah. go out and fucking... Crimes that, like, it, it's... it. I know the answer to my question. It, it's crimes like, you know, some... Um, I guess crimes against a person, you know, violent, violent crimes. Yes. Yeah, that sort of thing. But who's to say that uh, a judge wouldn't say go ahead anyway? Because, you know, you know as well as I do that there's the law that's written and signed in Springfield, and then there's the judge's laws. You know, that can, you know, a lot of times they'll just do what they want to do so anyway. So here's, here's my devil's advocate on that part of that exact bill, and that's the no-cash bond or whatever that, that you're talking about, yeah. correct? So... Here's here's my thing on it is that um, I think that the court system, especially in Illinois, is getting a lot of um, a lot of I don't know negative attention because I mean look at Facebook and you see all these posts that local PDs post of mm-hmm. mugshots and people doing the same thing and the first comments are like we just saw this same person oh, yeah. on the same place being arrested for the same exact thing. Like who yeah. keeps letting these people out? So it's falling back on, cause then they're realizing that it's not, us. we're doing oh, our yeah. job. It's right. not us. That they're getting sent over there and that the core system is failing yeah. and that they're, they're failing their job. So to eliminate any oh, yeah, bullshit going their way, they pass a law to where they, they can't 
And now it's not an excuse for them. Now it's not them fucking up. That's just the law now. Mm-hmm. So it gets all of our, you know, us, the police who, you know, we've expressed how um, it's made our job a lot worse and the community maybe a lot less safe. Sure. And so they're getting it from us. They're getting it from the community, how they're not doing their job. So to eliminate that and just to make it normal, now it's not even their call. Well, they, well, they fixed that because now you can't post that stuff on social media. So how are you going to even that. see this now? You're not. You're not going to get posted with the bill. That, that's in the bill. Really, There's huh. only certain. I know right now before the bill was only certain felony stuff to be posted. Now you can't even do that. Wasn't it public record anyway? Or they make the news it has to call, huh. get that from you, and then they can do that. So now you're not going to see this stuff on the. Shit, we could, uh, we could, we could. Uh, Try to label ourselves as like some kind of news source. I don't want to get into that crap. Yeah, I but I, I mean, to throw a wrench in somebody to your domestic thing, some of the the verbiage in there, if you go through and read it, if you know the suspect's name, look address, all that information, and they don't want to go with you, you can't forcibly you're supposed to let them go. So in a domestic situation, unless they write some different verbiage in there and he doesn't want to come. Yeah. Why, why would I put myself in a potential spot to get a lawsuit or, or, or lose my job? Because I'm now having to physically arrest this guy that doesn't want to go when the law says well, I can't physically manhandle. Which then puts us into another part of the, yeah. the law. But if, do you have something real quick, Vandy? No, I, I'm just just coming through the so the bill. Okay, so then we kind of move to Good the <laughs> to the the one aspect that I I do see a problem with, and I get the idea behind it, and it's it is you know throughout the last year or so it has become a couple of years even the the few times that um, police officers across America have had to make it make a tough decision during a, a very tough altercation, and it can be seen as bad light and and the people watching it from cell phone cameras and all that stuff. Like that's put pressure on the politicians to make a change. So I get maybe that they're trying to hold police officers accountable. I get that. With the immunity, qualified yeah, immunity and taking that away. You gotta basically yeah, basically saying, you know, if anybody feels that we've done anything wrong and that we violated any rights or whatever and yeah. wants to file a lawsuit against us, they mm-hmm. can. Yeah. And it, Basically, we're we're guilty until fucking proven innocent, and not only that, our own departments and our own unions can't even back us yeah. up. We have to do that all, you know, out of our own pocket. Well, which... we've always been guilty until proven innocent anyway, but now they've made it like legal for folks to and, yes. and, and, and anonymous um, complaints, complaints, that sort of thing. Which you know, whatever. But which whatever, I, and on paper, you do your job right or correctly then you should be fine, right? Somebody that's not in this job. But as you and I both know, somebody like Ray or maybe even my, even myself, I've had a yeah. lawsuit against me yeah. because I was doing my job because yeah. I was the one out there. You know, the guys that sit in yeah. parking lots and just, you know, watch YouTube all night, they're probably not worried about it nearly as much because they don't they don't put themselves out on limb like yeah. that. But the, the bad, the people that, all the bad people, or not bad people, but some criminals list as bad cops, such as probably you, at one point, I you know, right, three times. right. It's because you're you're out, you're chasing these people, yeah. the criminals, and now we're just handing them a free, like, if you feel like you were doing wrong, it doesn't matter that you were breaking the law or four or five different yeah, laws. Who cares at the time. what criminal is doing? Right. 
the, the cop that was going after you for breaking the law, go ahead and sue him because of whatever. Well, I used to, when I was at TI, I used to tell folks, I maybe even told you this, that if you don't get sued once in your career, you ain't, you know, you ain't doing your job right. Right. And that, I say that jokingly, but it's kind of, it almost, you know, this day. You have to up that move. number. I was going to say, you know, you five times. Yeah. Job, right? but no, you know, I say it kind of jokingly, but it's kind of true because like you said, you're not active out there being active. And sometimes you accidentally push, the, you know, the, the boundaries. And I'm absolutely not condoning any type of, you know, anybody to get sued on the job. But, you know. Um, I think, I think cops need to be held accountable. I do. They do definitely. 100%. There's bad cops out there. For sure. There's, there's Plus, I mean, well, I, we have no problem talking about them. No. I mean, they need to be talked about. They need to be talked. To, they need to be shouted out. You know, because th those are the ones that are making you guys the good yeah. cops. But those are typically the ones that aren't out trying to make a difference. Either. Right. And the ones that are out trying to make a difference are the ones that are are more, you know, liable of getting sued yeah. for bullshit. I mean, my suit was for some girl saying I grabbed her ass whenever I was. Um, right searching her right you know and then she and they reviewed everything which can uh, be said on any oh my god search oh, anytime because you have to touch well but the back the, of their legs right where their ass is and it, but even the way that i do it i do it where i scoop out you know yeah. i don't go i don't i don't get a handful yeah, of ass right. because i don't want to this nope. like yeah and um, you know, lawyer was, they contacted a lawyer and made it seem like the, they were, you know, very innocent people, mm -hmm. yeah. her and her husband and blah, 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 blah. Like three weeks later, they both OD'd on heroin and had their kids taken away. Like Great they didn't course. tell their lawyer that, yeah. but of course. regardless, had I, had I done that? Fuck yeah. I don't need to be a cop. Right. I don't, if I'm doing shit like that, I agree. but you know, my, my department was able to review that, review the, the footage the cameras you know there was three other officers there talk to them and and myself obviously i mean i, I don't have anything to hide yeah and realized uh, sent the their attorney uh, yeah. uh, basically an email back said we're ready to move full forward Let's with this, this if you guys want to do this watch the video or what and then, yeah. i never heard of it again yeah. but that happens today it that's a completely different situation it is. now i want to put a disclaimer i'm a no like I said, I haven't reviewed this law, and I'm just yeah. looking at it right here. So I'm not a news source. Sure. <laughs> uh, so I, in reading this, okay, to kind of answer what we were talking about, it says, under the Pretrial Fairness Act, a judge can still detain someone pretrial if they are charged with specific felony offenses, such as domestic battery, murder, or certain gun crime. The judge can also still detain someone if they determine that they pose a threat to a specific individual. See, it, it says the judge can, the judge yeah, can. Yeah, but it how do we get them that to the judge? States, yeah, I mean, it's kind of... I figured at some point we'll be reading the bond conditions in the holding cell and then releasing them. Which is what we're already doing. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we're going to say you can't go back to this address, you can't right. do this. That's what sure. we're really doing. But I mean, how many times have we, since COVID happened, released people on class three felonies with a nose to appear? Yeah. I mean, we were already doing that. So, so well, a lot of the stuff in there, yeah, we've been, we've, you know what I mean? Through, like chokeholds, like no department in this country is. Oh, you're talking about something completely. I'm just saying it, it's in this law yes. that yes. people are like, oh, they shouldn't be doing that. We haven't been doing that for. No. Right. Man. Oh. It's just. 
Like that's, I don't know. That's a whole other freaking can of worms for me is Whoa. is how to physically detain somebody. Well, have you seen uh, the Oklahoma City officer one that news report? Yeah. Got charged with uh, yes, yes, yes. actually yeah, I did. I did because a guy came at him with a knife after they maced him and they tased him twice. They went hands on and then they tased him twice and it didn't work and then he kept running at cops with a knife. What I mean? I mean, then what do you want the guy to do? Yeah, I mean, Let the guy stab him to death and he doesn't go home, but the criminal gets to just do what he wants. Blows my mind. And then they charge you with murder. So it's gone from when I first started back in the mid nineties, where we were diapers. What felon? You know, felon running from you, you shoot him in the back. Right. You know, it was on certain offenses. If you thought that he was going to continue to physically harm someone, and he was armed, or the community or whatever, yeah, try that now. Uh, you can't do it. Well, so here's, I, that, I, I watched that video, and here's the problem. I don't want to get into the debate if that's right or wrong, but my point is you've gone from that to you can't put hands on somebody if they come and sit in my front yard and decide right. not to leave. It's incredible. But real quick, that so that video, I did watch <laughs> it. The first three shots, the suspect is running at the straight yeah. of the cops. Yeah, and, then, and then they, so they fire the first three. I don't know which one's hit, but he then turns and starts kind of running away. But... It, is still running towards another officer. Yeah. And maybe into the community holding a knife. Like, yeah. So then he gets shot three, I think, I believe three more times, which would have been in the back. And then I, I believe that's why the manslaughter. So it, I don't, I don't foresee, uh, I'm not even going to get into that. But, yeah. You um, get into the whole thing. Right. But you, you get the point. Yeah. That's, it's it's, it's just, incredible. Like, you, you can't tell me that, that he wasn't so. They're scared to tell people what's right and what's wrong. Right. That's just. And my, so my big, my problem with the other can of worms you just opened is basically <laughs> detaining somebody. I mean, so the tragedy happened with George Floyd. Okay. I mean, that was fucking terrible. Um, so that officer obviously did, he fucked up. Like you just, we've already discussed how we feel about that. Yes. So yes, if you have somebody handcuffed and you have your knee on the back of their neck for nine plus fucking minutes, nothing good is yeah. going to happen. So now it's changing now, though. We can't put our knees on anybody. Can't put our weight. I've been I've been literally putting my hands on people for over 25 years. Yeah. I've put all of my weight on somebody for over 25 years. I've put my knee on people for 25 years. I never once have had anybody die as a result of that. Yeah, but how many times have you put your knee directly in the back? Never. Never because right. you're not because stupid. Stupid, yes, yes. And so the people that are enacting these laws don't understand how... So. How are you supposed to physically control someone if you cannot put your weight on? Right. You can't, you know, um, especially a smaller officer. I right. mean, they're going to get ragdolled oh, anyway, yeah. most, but, you know, take the ability to do certain things away from them. And they just say that, well, he signed up so, for that. That's, well, well, yeah. You know, I that's guess. what they're going to, that's what they've been saying. Is, so now. So now they're trying to eliminate us even having to go hands on at all. Mm-hmm. And they're right. saying if he's a, if he's a threat, then. Leave him the fuck alone. Yeah. I, and you're going to, it's going to be negative. It's, it's going to be terrible. You're going to see a lot of bad shit happen because so, cops are not going to want to put the, the, they're not going to want to even risk it. Why would I go out and risk my life when I have, you have no backing? My career, my you're everything. You're seeing you know? cops leaving droves. Absolutely. That's what we're talking yeah. about with uh, New York, put a cap on retirements, mm-hmm. you know. Now you can quit if you want, but, you know, if you want that pension, they're forcing guys to stay around. And those are the worst cops. Yeah. Forcing somebody to stay around that wants 
to go, and they probably should go. Illinois is gonna be in a bad place, I think, if this keeps going through. Because it's gonna spread, though. I mean, we've seen even in our small area, it is. Yes, you're right. Yeah. But in, even in our small area, you know, we're yeah. hearing guys, guys are good cops it. are like, we're, they're literally, they're physically going out of state and looking for jobs already, yeah. and. You're gonna so those those positions eventually have to be filled at some point. So you're gonna get by candidates that are are less lesser. And then you cut the training budgets. And then you got oh my god, we could we could literally. (laughs) I mean, so So I was looking on BlueHealth.org earlier, which is a fantastic website for resources and mental wellness and law enforcement. So I check it. You know, for statistics, for different ideas and things, I there's 30, there's 29 police officers that have taken their lives this year. So basically, that's one every other day. Okay, it's incredible. It is incredible. And these things that we're talking about here, you know, these types of laws that are just going to put more pressure on good police officers that already are just stressed to the max. Then, you know, these officers that are forced to stick around and mm-hmm. want to go, mm-hmm. that's why there's one every other day. It's probably going to be like one and a half every other day. You know, it just probably just. I don't see life. it getting any better. It's no. not going to get any better um, until we start putting more of a spotlight on it. And like you, I don't see that happening anytime soon. No. I don't. Now, do you guys, are you aware in the academy, is there any type of mental wellness training at this point? No. When I went through, they added, I believe it was a week or two. How long did you go? Or you, we didn't go to the same academy. I know, but how long did you go? So. 12 weeks? Yeah. Yeah. So they, I couldn't remember if they added a week or two, but they added two weeks onto the state mandated academy length. Made it 14 weeks, right. and they added, oh. they, yeah, it was god awful. Weeks a long time. Please don't get into that whole situation. <laughs> but Yikes. they added mental health into that. They actually had a day to where we could bring our spouses, family there, and they they were That's new to cool. it. So they, yeah, how far into the this group? was probably 10 or 11 weeks before getting close to four weeks. You're about ready to snap. Yeah, so right, let's bring your family up. Yeah. It was prison, but if you can't uh, if you can't last to uh, eleven weeks in an academy, then fuck you. I good, hate it. Good, well, I get it, but good luck lasting a, an entire career. I was yeah. yeah. You're very you're very true there. So they've they've added some stuff. Could they have done better with it? I, it was brand new. But what? So what so, did they do? What they had your family come up and they just kind of express how to notice signs in your officer that you're with. Mm-hmm to notice signs of when they're having issues and explain to us not to take certain things home if we're needing help, do this and that. Let your wife know, hey, if he starts... Communication being, skills. Yeah, displaying these types of behaviors, you might need to have get something figured out before it goes too far. And this was like a block of instruction? Or it, it was spread the... out. It was spread out. Okay. But that was one specific day or one thing that specifically did, like, um, that was a good idea. So, so yeah. they've added some things. Okay. So it's not, it's getting a little better. I like that. You know? And, and uh, you know, me, I'm on my soapbox about you know, mental wellness and law enforcement because I, it's it's still, it's going to be a big issue till the day I pass, till the day you pass, till the day mm-hmm. you pass, and probably beyond that. 
So I, you know, anytime I get a chance, I want to, I like to pick folks' brains because you obviously have been to the academy since I have. Yeah, a little more reason. <laughs> yeah, it's one year different. I can't say I remember a whole hell of a lot from any of the yeah. uh, blocks of anything in my academy, but I don't remember there being any kind of mental wellness. Well, mine, mine was pretty much, it was, you know, kind of country club atmosphere we're, we're up at the u of i and yeah that's <laughs> and, the one i was at yeah I, now, got, I got the other one the instruction wasn't <laughs> country club i mean they rose pretty hard when they had us but off time yeah 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 we didn't Good get that time. yeah we didn't did, get that. i mean we were right there <clears throat> on campus, campus man right next to the fucking frat houses sorority yeah. houses <clears throat> and I don't like hearing about everybody's academy experience. <laughs> when you were, was you in Springfield, was that what? Decatur. Decatur. Was that the new one? one? We couldn't talk for the first three weeks. You couldn't even listen to music in your room. You were trapped in this place. Okay. Trapped. Yeah, now, this was, we'll talk about middle wellness and law enforcement. Yeah. That, that is just well, psychotic. My understanding is champagne, PTI was... Like you were talking about, it was relaxed, and then you Same got this. Time. They got then you got the state academy, which yes. is completely opposite of what Military. you went to. Yeah. So they wanted the middle ground, but instead yeah. of getting middle, they got about seventy five percent the other way. Okay. <laughs> well, the, you know, the, now how long ago was that that you went? Three years ago. Okay. A little over three years. Is that the one that we're sending folks to? Yep. We still are. Yep. I want to. I want to interview. Well, somebody that's been through it like the last year because there isn't a new dude that's uh last year or two, uh, yeah, within the last two years, well, yeah. went, went through right during now, right? Yeah, he's, yes, he's going through FCO, but he went through the whole COVID part, so that changed everything, yeah, because yeah, yeah, after yeah. like week three, they sent everybody home and they did everything remote, mm-hmm. so they didn't get the full wow. fun experience. Things but... just changing, so I mean, oh, yeah, hmm. <clears throat> That would be to the other extreme. Yeah. How do you how do, you do PT? Yeah. How do you PT guys? Just you take don't. the word for it. Yeah. Make them be on video doing sit. Yeah. It's like a. <laughs> like yeah. like Beth's son, man. I'd have to help him take videos of him doing like jumping jacks <laughs> and stretches. <laughs> yeah. Send it to his PE t- teacher. Well, um, my oldest, she, they, you had to be on camera. Yeah, right there in front of it, doing it along with the teacher. So maybe that's what they did. That yeah, what a world, man! It's it's so bizarre. It's like I said, it's a bizarre (laughs) world. I'm not. Maybe the these conspiracy theorists that said in 2012 when they did that hadron collider over you know the massive. I don't know. You guys probably know the fuck about. Yeah, I don't know. You talk about it. So anyway, <laughs> anyway, there's this massive physics project where they collided particles back in 2012, plus the Mayan calendar ended in 2012. Yeah, so I remember that. So everything after that <clears throat> is a simulation. Yeah, they say it's not real. We yes. actually died in 2012 or something. Wasn't it? Did you read into this during one of your peyote I, nights? I'm not peyote is DMT. <laughs> right. I don't know why. It's interesting as hell to watch that stuff. Wasn't it's very. Can you imagine getting high with Vandy and watching this, looking at stuff like this? It, hey, it, it opens your mind to different possibilities, man. Oh, okay. I've always had an open mind, but yeah, you add, add a little bit of uh, marijuana here or there in, in the edible form, yeah. it will certainly... That's what I need to do. Edible form, read that bill. 
and then have me back on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> we'll really dissect this sucker. So, you know, our one individual that likes to get on drugs here around town that we take get pictures with all the time because he's in costumes and junk. Oh, yeah. We uh, ran into him one night, clearly tripping, like had some weird flute and like a Roman mm-hmm. outfit. Oh and he's explaining this website to go to, and it was something you could tell he gets high on acid or something, and he watches this trippy space continuum stuff on this website because we actually pulled it up. Look at this. And it, it's just... That's him peeking in the window at Dairy Queen. <laughs> okay, so for... I bet I have another one of the listeners. Right it's a... Gentleman probably in his 50s. Looks like he's probably had a few run-ins with the law. <laughs> Just picture some middle-aged white dude with a... Is that a beard? Full beard. Yeah. Dark beard. Probably glued on. Possibly. The hair is definitely fake. He's. I guess he's got a crown and he's carrying a... Well, it almost looks like a... Like if you were in a high school band and you were to wear a hat with some frou-frou stuff on the top of it. Possibly. You know, and then he's got like a, it was like yeah, a. He's got sleeve tattoos as well. He's got some kind of stick with a. It's a scepter, man. Sure, it's a scepter. whatever. But there was a, a, a naked doll at the end of it. I don't know if you can see it in that picture, but I actually saw him that day in person. It's on the back side of it, it looks yeah. like, yeah. So then he had um, a symbol <laughs> from like a drum set yeah. on his back as like a shield. That's incredible. I don't have wow, I don't have the right like outfit that. anymore. He, he's I, I mean I think he goes to Salvation Army and just buys just the weirdest shit. But it's like people want to get mad at us, do something with him. Well, what are we supposed to do with him? Yeah, no, we can't do it. Is so he perfect example. Anybody? No, perfect he example. Startles the hell out of people. I go to a, a school here nearby to do a, a canine demo, so I have my dog out. <laughs> and this is during COVID, so like the the kiddos were all or it was maybe it's pre COVID, whatever. Um, no, it was COVID. I thought it was too. It wasn't but, that long ago. Last summer or fall or something. Yeah, or it was just COVID was just starting. I think everybody was kind of figuring out what to do with it. But whatever. Yeah. So the, the kiddos are in like a fenced in playground area and I'm in an open parking lot. So me and Bane can you might need four of those if you want anything. You don't have to pack those or just shut up, dude. <laughs> well it's bowling. Yeah, you might, you might just take four of them. <laughs> You could probably swallow. Anyway, so we're in an open parking lot. That way, you know, me and Bane can do our thing. Kids can watch us. I'm listening to you. This guy, who you know, walks into the parking lot in his full attire and, like, stands on the other side of my squad car and starts singing hymns. Loud. I have my my well-trained canine who's Trained to bite people. Oh my god! Yeah. So I had to put him up in the middle of it. I'm like, "Go away! (laughs) Why are? What are you doing? Like, he just saw me and wanted to make a scene. It's like now I would be like, "You need to leave, sir." He'd be like, "No," and I'd be like, "Okay." Now, perfect example. Not that I had to physically remove him, but yeah, he's he's not one you'd have to worry about. But same idea, right? Well, here's an example. The what ifs. Um, many years ago, we had an officer take his life, and uh, we're all standing at, at church on Broadway in attention. Uh, the six are bringing the one out. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all in formation, 
and dude rides up on a bike. Guy we always dealt with, an African American, that he would write all these Bible verses all over his clothes. You know, so he rides up on his bike right in the middle of this whole thing. You know, right behind the six that are carrying the weight. And of course, we're all just like beside ourselves with emotion. So I just start laughing. You know, <laughs> well. I don't think anybody else did, and I'm just giving you this scenario. What if he decided, okay, what if the officers went and said, hey, look, leave. This is right. not a good time, because yes. he would have gotten, you know, being a lifetime, sure. had he not decided to leave, I'm sure. Well, Given the times did, of what police well, maybe would have Well, what, what was going on and what was going on, very emotional. He just yeah. lost one of his brothers. But he decided to leave, so what if he didn't? You know, and you get, I guarantee he's getting forcibly removed. But yeah. so then, you know, you're under this new law, you're there's a whole new book of shit that can be thrown yeah. at, yeah. at an officer because, yeah. you know, the um, you know, lay hands on folks and this and that. So I don't know. I, it's just different times and it, it, it saddens me because there are so many good folks in law enforcement, sure. the men and women of law enforcement do the job that we as citizens ask you guys to do. No matter if we handcuff you with new bills or if we give you free reign, you guys are going to do the job we ask you to do. Oh, yeah. We're still going to get out and get after it. Yeah. Are there going to be some turds? Of course, but that's in every profession. Oh, yeah. So, um... You can't weed them all out. I mean, how many thousands and thousands of officers are there? I mean, just any profession, you're going to have somebody that's just not right for it. Well, it all comes down to the hiring process, I think, you know, and the, um, because that's going to change. There's going to have to be some changes there, I think. You, um, well, first of all, get people to come past. That's going to Oh, be yeah, you got to get people to come out now. Who, who the, the fuck would want to be a cop right now? Starting out, I mean, now that we're in it, we're, we're kind of we're riding the ship through to, you know, we're going to persevere in our minds. I have never been <laughs> to. His entire life won't be like Uncle David. Won't be like Uncle David. I won't be a cop. Won't be a cop. Won't be a cop. You turn you turn on the news now, and you have that overwhelming feeling that you want to be a cop. You have something wrong with you. Well, he went to he went to Lakeland for a semester and decided that this is not for him, and that was about a year ago. And I thank God every day he decided not to. Oh, that's good. I, I, fireman. <laughs> well, we'll say fire department. I think I looking back. I mean, I love my job to death, but. The way I think the way that Ted and well, you guys are good yeah. cops, and you guys you know got into this job for the right reason. So, like I said, no matter how much you get handcuffed, you're going to do it. We're talking about people in college getting up. Now, I don't want to disparage anybody. This job can be so rewarding. It can be. Oh, you know, yeah. There's a lot of things about it that I I wish I still could do today. You know, you, you put that uniform on it, it immediately demands attention. One way or the other demands attention. Okay, so that in and of itself is huge. Well, then that gives you the platform to change lives on a daily basis. You know, sure, oh, yeah, um, definitely on a weekly basis. But uh, yeah, I, I miss those things about it. You know, I'm sure that's the the look they're wanting to give people. 
get the amount of officers out of there. But we can't get recruits. That's what they want. I mean, well, in my eyes, I think that's what they want. Get rid of the officers. Get rid of the recruits that are coming in so you don't get these people. And then the ones you do get are probably not right for it. So this is going to make things look worse. It's like Devin said, if you're uh, watching the news today, yeah, so and you decide to become a cop, we needed to get and they're just double psychological Absolutely. You don't see the cops jumping tight. in and saving people and doing this and that. You don't. The only way you make the news. Yeah. And if you do see it, it's because an officer found it and he took the time to share it before it got taken down or something. Well, yeah, there's a lot of great websites out there. Um, Behind the Badge, that's a great one on uh, Facebook. I go to a lot. You know, Police versus Fire memes, those are hilarious, but there's discussion on there. You know, there's a lot of places where some good officers go to talk because they, the administrators of those sites will not allow you know, one way, one, you know, an extreme right wing or an extreme left wing to get on there and banter and be idiots. It's all, you know, they talk about the job and the good, the good parts about it. Now, like you said, it's not on channel three every night. Oh, I mean, hell, hell, just now they did like a little expose on my book, but that's only because of some connections I have called in a favor i'm sure yeah it's not like they go out looking for good things about cops to pump up you know it's it's so it's so easy to find bad in 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 the world there's there's groups out there that look for uh, uh, dirt on cops which whatever if you got dirt on me then but there's no there's not any groups out there that really highlight the good no (laughs) well there's a local one that it's like Okay, crime watchers or something. Yeah, yeah. they're like always bashing cops. Right. So I don't. Which, if you're fucking up, then I agree. We're held to higher standards. That they, you know, can take it to a different level sometimes. Yeah. But anyhow, yeah. Well, I want to give a shout out to my cousin Mark. He had that yeah. uh, shoulder surgery. He was messaging me the other night. He was probably a little doped up. He but... was, man. He said, I'm happy. <laughs> yeah. Because he don't drink. He don't, you know, yeah. do any drugs at all. And um, <laughs> shoulder surgery, which, like, and I was talking to him about it. Like, in wrestling, you know, I, I knew a lot of guys that got so- shoulder surgery. Um, and I'm talking about like just hard nosed, tough motherfuckers that would wrestle the entire season with a surgery or a, a shoulder that needed surgery and then wait to be done because they had dreams of being an all, all American and stuff. Like, guys that didn't complain about a damn thing. Right. And then they get the surgery, and they look you in the eyes, and they basically, like, they're like, I've never known pain in my life until this. <laughs> that shoulder surgery? I've heard it is the most painful. Well, and he's like, it is. Yeah. <laughs> he has put up with that for shit since, I think, high school football. I do. I think I remember, and like, because we went through canine yep. um, training together. And I think I remember him talking about having a lot of issues with it. Yeah. So. He's not the most pliable fella in the world anyway. Right. He's very he's, stiff. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's fucking powerful for what, you know, mm-hmm. bigger than he is. And that shoulder's always giving him issues. And then he gets into jujitsu eight months ago, you know, and put it off the surgery. He was supposed to have the surgery. Does he do yoga? I've been doing a lot of yoga. Nobody should. He You're should. Right. That's something I've been wanting to do. I'll do that. I'm every getting day. awfully tight and it's things hurt that shouldn't be hurting i did it more for my back <laughs> yes i've done it and i don't know why i quit doing practice 
lazy, but I would recommend it for any I really, officer. really want to get a smaller room, kind of like we're in now, and get a couple heaters and do hot yoga. <laughs> I've heard that's the thing to do. Man, I would love it. Your muscles are just exploding because they're hot. With a cold beard. With a cold beard. Yeah. <laughs> you might have an awesome I'll have a cold ball. I don't even drink beer. Cold bong rips. Hell yeah. <laughs> and I don't even smoke bongs. <laughs> I'll smoke that room out for you. You won't even need steam. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hot boxing. Uh, no, I did. Yeah, that he put up with that forever. And, you know, I'm glad he had the surgery. And I think he's going to continue to do. He's, his sons are in jujitsu. It's awesome. One on one silver medal down there is a massive tournament. Really? Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, heard, I hadn't heard from him for a while, then he messaged me the other night. Never. He's a good guy. He's hurting a little bit. And then, shout out to uh, Tyson Sledge, too, man. That was, a, that was a good episode. Oh, yeah, I enjoyed the stories. And if you've listened to this this long, I apologize, but uh, <laughs> if you miss Tyson's episode, man, I, I go back, I really listen to it, and... And we were talking before we, we had recorded today about it, yeah. and... Uh, that's why I bought all this shit because I felt like, you know, me and Clint and Poland really got to experience something really special being there and listening to every single word. And I, I heard it back on, on Spotify and it was like, I couldn't hear a bunch of it because yeah. the shit was so shitty. And I'm like, I was, I was livid. I'm like, I'm doing it. I didn't even ask these guys. I'm well, like, I'm hey, you did, but he, he was in <laughs> too, man. Oh yeah. He, and he was talking fast as you could tell in his mind, he was there. You know, and uh, his it was all coming back to him because he, I think he yes. even spoke with Clint. He was like, he goes, honestly, you'd be surprised. He's like, I forget about a lot of that. Sure. He's like, so when I start to talk to you, you I was a badass. It starts <laughs> popping back up. And, he, and like he, Clint told me that he called him on the way home and was telling him more stories because he was so jacked up. He couldn't wait to get back in. So we're, we're going to get back a great in. guy. Oh, man. I think it is. He uh, worked for Jackson. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think he bought it. That's his family. That's where we bought that Pacific uh, off of him. Yeah. Great dude. Maybe we get a discount now. Maybe. <laughs> Clint doesn't even get a discount. What? Family members with him. Well, then I ain't going there. No, I would be up for doing an episode with him, too, and talking cool. about the mental side of it, how it compares to ours and hit you. Know, sure. Because I know he went through some things like I did. You know, I'm open about things so, that I've gone through. Yeah, and that, that kind of brings me to something I wanted to ask you. Do you, because obviously you went through a pretty rough time yeah, yeah. mentally. A couple of years. What do you think was, do you think it was just time healing? Or do you think that this book was the main thing that really kind of helped you? Like, what what would you say was the main thing that really kicked you, kicked it out and, and got you back things, the right way? Okay. Okay. Coming up on three years now, you know, we started the book process but there was it would have been the winter three years ago i was pretty low okay and um i was you know beside myself that i'd lost my identity you know and struggled with trying to find uh what i was going to do with myself well your purpose in the world now yeah i didn't have one other than you know being a father is about it now yeah but it was like even that, I lost total sight of. So I was living in that basement, didn't really, you know, care about what was going on outside. Um, Travis, Tim, uh, 
there was two or three other guys came over, brought some wood over. I remember this. Yeah. <clears throat> Just out of the blue, uh, Ray Hall, yeah. he was there. Um, I know I'm leaving, and I apologize, I'm leaving folks out. But anyway. Um, You're a little foggy. At that yeah, point. man. They brought some wood over and, and uh, sat down with me, had a beer, and we just chat. Yeah. That's it. Just talk. And up to that point. I bet that was probably one of the probably one of the best conversations you've ever had in your life. It was, man, because just the the show of affection mm-hmm. that came from that gesture. And you know, they would say it's a small gesture. To me it was huge and it may have even saved my life. Sure. You know, because I was dogging it, man. And I was taking all kinds of medication that you know they had me on and I don't even know who that guy was. It, you know, he that guy is so far gone, I'm glad because it you know it was a dark place and not only is the sun shining outside this window but it's shining inside my head too because it, it, that and then meeting up with Dr. Whitlow a few months later after that it's like the universe was like kicked me in the ass and said Vandy you ain't done man let's go so then he and I reconnected and that's what pulled me off completely but yeah that's what jump started me it was the guys sure that's cool so and I don't know if you really want to talk about it or if you've even really decided or what but I, I remember talking to you, I, I think we were texting just the other day, you know, I strongly feel that you have a lot to, um, you know, give to the world. So I know a couple of years back you were talking, I mean, maybe not even that long, but you were talking about, you know, maybe doing some um, professing at a, a college. Yeah. Um, I mean, or writing more, but what, what do you think? What does the future hold? Yeah. Well, I had the opportunity to teach at Lakeland, Mm -hmm. and I kind of pissed that away. I was not in the right headspace. I was uh, trying to finish that book, you know, and I was like in the door to teach there, and I just pulled my foot out because I just weren't ready. I wasn't ready. Uh, physically or mentally and like I said I wanted to get that book done so that's you know that's done now well I've been thinking a lot about coming up with a block of instruction whatever you want to call it mental wellness law enforcement and I think that's needed now um, it's just kind of in the thought stages right now but Dr. Whitlow and I are discussing doing that so yeah and um jody davidson we're getting her input on it too i don't think she was about davidson anymore but i think you guys know what i'm talking about yeah so yeah that's what the future holds right now uh working on that trying to get that uh, so would that be um like a physical presentation or would you do like an online kind of thing i want here's what i see uh, teaching going in the direction of online and yeah who wants to sit in a fucking room for six to eight hours listen to me or anyone drone on about any subject let alone something like this that can be down for you know 
Or even audio like we're doing now where you can throw headphones in and go about your day and listen to what you have to say. I've always thought that the book could be its own podcast. Sure. That's, you know, something you and I have discussed. We kind of thrown that idea back and forth. Um, But as far as teaching goes, I think short blocks of instruction that can be thrown into an email or a PD or, you know, done at the beginning of a shift in uh, briefing or end in debriefing yeah. five ten minutes I, that's all you need i i get my point across in five ten minutes sure oh yeah if i'm just talking about one specific subject <laughs> you know not like this where it's a long form thing it's yeah. we it would be a short type it'd be structured it'd be structured the opposite of what we are well yeah hey, <laughs> this is what yeah. it is yeah it is we love okay? it okay yeah it's an open session if this was structured i wouldn't do it yeah, it's it's something for us to just sit down and get shit off our chest, you yeah. know. And this would be specific 10, 15 minute boom, cool. or not even that long. Then you have to get that cool. But yeah, that's where I see it going. So, so do you have like a a a lesson plan grown up? No, even started. No, I was it all up in the head of Andy. Well, whenever <laughs> well, that's a crowded place. Um, whenever. I was going to do teaching at Lakeland. I came up with an outline that I thought would work, but this book has changed everything. So probably might go off of that. Cool. But yeah, to to answer your question, there's a rough outline. And then, yeah, at least the rest of it's right here. At least you still have plans of doing it because I would be upset if you didn't. Like I said, I feel like you have a lot to the. Oh, I got plans, brother. Good. But motivation is what i lack <laughs> so that's always the issue well time is a, a you know yeah as you know in, in closing i don't want to carry on all day here but i i've had some health issues that in something that scared the shit out of me you're very so, recently here very recently and i uh time to me has always been very valuable but even more so now lost my mother-in-law god rest her soul i know she's in a better place but we lost her to covid not long ago and uh, so my perspective has changed quite a bit so i say i lack motivation i don't i lack the time because uh my time now is poured into family and doing how's kelly doing rough i know that they were close yeah i was her best friend yeah talked every single night she came over dinner most nights and it's just not the same, but yeah. um, I, like I said, I know she's in a better place. I'm a firm believer that there's an afterlife. Uh, that's a whole different podcast on its own. Yeah. Um, so, like I said, my perspective's changed a lot. So, I think here very soon there will be something coming out, whether it's um, like I said, an audio form or more information on. Uh, the short video clips that I want to put together. Awesome. Well, uh, you're Officer Dan. Real quick, didn't you, uh, you had a question you wanted to ask us, I believe, if you want to get into that. No, we'll save that. Because that could drone on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. With me and you, we could talk another half hour about that. Well, luckily, <laughs> I'm, I'm still on night shift, so I just woke up, so I'm still not 100% there. <laughs> or else, <laughs> we'd be getting really long-winded here. Yeah, but it's not do that because I got a uh, two kiddos at home that yeah, do a, uh, yeah. a bit, you know, 
Joe Rogan, I mean, I'm, I know a lot of people love that guy, but what he's done with uh, media, he's turned it on its head. Him and Dave Portnoy of Barstool Sports, they've just turned media on the head where this right here, we got a voice, man. Yeah. Right. This can go, this could, it has potential to go out to millions of folks. Right. And, it, you know, that in and of itself has given freedom to so many folks. And we would have never dreamed of this 10, 15 years no. ago in law enforcement. Yeah. It was back then, everything was so hush hush, and you didn't, you know, uh, you didn't talk about stuff. You, hell, you didn't really tell people you were a cop, and you certainly didn't have it on your license plates like I see firemen all around with. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even talk shit about my, my license plates. <laughs> I thought about doing that when I was doing it. I was like, you know what? Nope. That's why I said I would have, I would have, I would not do it again. Yeah, but hey, ain't nothing wrong with it. This day yeah. and age, unless it makes you a target, right? Then that's a problem. But right. who's gonna fuck with you? They may fuck with the car, but yeah, yeah, I, I wouldn't fuck with people called flower ears. Just that's just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> well, my thought is, well, hell, if my wife takes the vehicle, so I decides to be a jack wagon because they see that on the plate, well, then it's a different ball game, but yeah, that was my whole. Well, or if you get in a road rage, rage incident and your, your wife's vehicle. People don't do that, I don't think, do they? Never. That would be so <laughs> be the dumbest thing you could do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> All right, you want to do end of watch? Yes. Are you going first? Or you want me to go? All right, everybody. Captain Justin Williams Bedwell. Um, Sorry, he was uh, end of watch was March first of this year, um, just what two days ago. Uh, he worked for the Decatur County Sheriff's Office in Georgia. Captain Justin Bedwell succumbed to a gunshot wound sustained two days earlier following a vehicle pursuit of two brothers that started in neighboring Seminole County. Uh, the pursuit started there. When deputies uh, attempted to conduct a traffic stop and pick a truck for reckless driving, the vehicle fled. Occupants opened fire on the deputies who pursued them into Decatur County. The vehicle stopped in the driveway of a residence. Occupants attempted to force entry into the home by shooting through the door. The homeowner returned fire, prompting the subjects to abandon their attempts to enter the home. As Captain Bedwell arrived in the area, one of the subjects opened fire in his patrol car with a 30 caliber rifle, striking him in the chest. Second def deputy suffered minor injuries. One of the subjects was arrested at the scene. The second subject, armed with a rifle and wearing a bulletproof vest, was arrested 12 hours later following a manhunt in the area. Captain Bed Bedwell was flown to a hospital in Tallahassee, Tallahassee uh, where he succumbed to his wounds while undergoing emergency surgery. Uh, he was, he had survived, or sorry, he had served with the Decatur County Sheriff's Office for 20 years, survived by his wife, daughter, and mother, it's forty-eight years old. So, rest in peace, rest peace I, brother. I didn't even. See, this was crazy. Something, something that significant didn't even make it onto my newsfeed. Huh? See, I, I read it and seen it on mine just because yeah. I, I, I'll probably just. I follow it. a certain police page that right. they. But if you post don't, stuff. You, if you don't, you don't see it. But I something that every significant. Every night they should have it nationwide. Right. Something that significant. Well, I don't know. Be like another. I, I don't know if I died. agree. Another officer. I don't know. Died. I don't know if I agree with that because then it gives mentally ill people a chance to become famous. 
Well, but you wouldn't have to say the name, you know, the sure. name of yeah. the suspect. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, give give uh, honor to the fallen one and I just agree. say he was killed in line of duty. But yeah. yeah. Well, I found a new one since you took the one that I told you I was doing. So um, right in your face. Don't let me go first then. <laughs> Spike it on you. We'll do Officer Dominic Wenham. That's mine, dude. Well, I'm it's sorry. You're going to do what I did. Swipe it. The Stanley Police Department out of Virginia. And to watch was Friday, February 26th. Uh, Officer Wenham was shot and killed while conducting a traffic stop around 3.30 p.m. The occupant of the vehicle had gotten out and opened fire on Officer Wenham before he was able to get out of his patrol car. The subject had fled. It was found in a barn a short distance away. Uh, an officer was going to take him into custody. The suspect attempted to reach for another weapon and was killed on scene. He was 48 years old, served 15 years, survived by his wife, four children, and a granddaughter. Thank you for your service. Rest in peace. Rest in peace. Randy, you got something? I was just going to say there is already 64 line of death duties yeah. in uh, 2021. I know the goal's always been under 100, but I don't think you're going to see that for any time. So, so basically one a day. Mm -hmm. And then suicides is one every other day. And we're just losing too many men and women in law enforcement. There's not enough no. anyway. And now, we're, you know, the one I was looking at, it's a, a I was going to say Carlos Mendoza, um, the United States Department of Homeland Security, he died complications of COVID that he got on duty. So there's that aspect out yeah. there too that COVID's inflated the numbers heavily. It's heavily inflated the numbers. And you want to talk about mental health and stress, throw a pandemic on. Like nobody wanted to leave their house. Mm -hmm. But we're obviously, we are who we are. We have to take care of. And go to houses community. and apartment complexes. Yeah, you don't have a choice. Emergencies are still happening. We, yeah. A vehicle accident, a wreck, forward. we still have to go there where there's a chance that that person could be infected. Now we're looking, so I yeah. don't see these numbers getting better at all. No, We've never discussed that either. In, I, I know we will in the future, but how... That whole thing changed your guys' perspective. We could yeah, we could go deep into that because yeah. that had to be <laughs> we feel pretty strange. we feel pretty strongly about yeah. and it's still there. Yeah, we're still struggling to get our mentality back. I think wow. so. Yeah, we we, we so could that, do that's a whole other we could do, do probably almost a whole podcast <laughs> on that. I would think so. I would think so. Talk about mental wellness. Yep. Yeah. So. Anything else closing, Vandy? I don't think so. Appreciate you coming in again. Yeah, you know will. Anytime. Yeah, always a pleasure. Uh, anytime I can get you behind a mic, like I said, I, I truly do feel like you have a lot to, to give to the world. Well, I appreciate um, that. So it's honored that we get to have you on our podcast to try to do that. I'm sorry that we're not cool enough to have more than about 12 listeners, but... <laughs> hey, it's a start. When you get when you get big enough and you, people see you start on our podcast there and you go. listen to our there podcast. You go. Yeah. So, well, <laughs> maybe. But, hey, so. it's it's always an honor to sit down and chat with you guys. It, it truly is. You guys give me another outlet. So. No, if anything, yeah. it's the same. I mean, I, I feel I felt really strongly. I usually feel very strongly after all of these episodes, but um, I know when we first started, we're like, you know, we, we wanted to start this because of the opportunity that we could change a life. And I yes. that's great. But honestly, after every single one, I feel like it's changing mine a little bit more and more every time. So it's pretty cool. It, it, 
Hey, if, if that's all it does, we don't we don't get to sit down and have these kind of deep conversations with. Uh, I don't want to say good people. Um, people, I, I don't know, positive people. I'll say that a lot of our sit down conversations are on the job and they're with people that are going through hard True. times. So True. it's a lot of negativity. So yeah. to be able to sit down with people and have that much positivity uh, for me, it's it's been awesome. Well, yeah. this this one was a little more you know reserved because yeah. of the subject matter <laughs> we talk about. You know, normally I. I tried to be more upbeat, but I, this whole this law this bill is yeah, and and we didn't get any uh, other than BJ. We didn't get anybody really asking any questions, but right on the like throughout my daily activities, I get so many people asking me, "Well, how do you feel about this bill?" Just because we're cops and they want it, so I feel like we need to talk. I'll about it I'll dive bit. more into it then and you know, have a better opinion next time. See you in a couple of weeks. Then. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we'll Hopefully, uh, health wise, everything does all right. So. Ain't what it ain't, brother. That's right. <laughs> Pulling you got anything? No, good. Go take go home, take care of your kids, would you? Yeah. Peace, love, happiness. <laughs> Peace, love, and happiness, and bandy. <laughs> All right, blue tail out.